0: That's Stamps.com. Code program.
1: Johnny Dollar. This is Royal J. Harkins Dollar, Greater Southwest Insurance in Los Angeles. Yes, Mr. Harkins. If you fly to New York, you can catch a, a midnight jet that will arrive here at 420 in the morning. Oh, I can. There'll be a room for you at the Beverly Hilton... Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Harkins, but I'm tied up this evening, so I'll grab a morning flight and see you about noon. No, 9 a.m. here at my office. Why? What's the big emergency? A conspiracy dollar to commit murder. Oh? Yes. All right, then. I'll see you first thing in the morning. The CBS Radio Network brings you Mandel Kramer in the exciting adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account. America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator, yours truly, Johnny Dollar. (laughs) Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to Greater Southwest Insurance Company Los Angeles office. Following is an account of expenses incurred during my investigation of the Four C's matter. One, and this does go on the expense account, a dime for a phone call to Betty Lewis, the one gal who really counts for yours truly. Oh, darn. Again, Johnny. I'm sorry, hon. But I've told you from the time I started chasing you until you caught me, this sort of thing would happen now and then. Oh, I know, dear. Oh? Huh? Until I caught you. Well, didn't you? Look, I'll call you as soon as I get back.
2: Okay. I uh, could drive you off the airport, I
1: suppose. I'd love it. Now. Now. All right. <laughs> yeah, we already saw the engine. That's all right, Betty. The man Seven. at the desk said uh, they'd hold it for me. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Seven. i got to make
2: that fly. Oh, and there is one girl you'd be nice to see her out there, but just one, Doris. We went school together.
1: Ticket, please, sir. Oh, yes, Uh, here you are. Uh good, Mr. Dollar, get right aboard, please. Yeah. Uh Well? Goodbye,
2: dear. Oh, and come to think of it, Doris promised to stop and visit Mr. with me Dollar on the way to Europe this fall.
1: Oh, this is Doris, uh, what's her name? Yes. Uh, Mr. Dollar, well, would I you a, a force, a, uh, Look, I've, I've got to go, Betty. you real beauty, too, Johnny. Uh, You'll uh, love her. I'm it. sure I well, will. May I close the gate, please? But I'm
2: not the least bit worried about you because I understand she's married now. Oh, please, really? Well, Mr.
1: Dollar? Yes, all right, all right. Goodbye, Betty.
2: So if you do see her, Johnny. I need the
1: plane. I'm just
2: tell Doris to write me when she's coming. Ah, look. Will you please break it up? The plane is waiting.
1: Please. All right, all right, I'm coming. It's well after 8.30 in the time we circle over the transmitter of station K and X and then slowly glide to a landing at L.A. International. Then, as I picked right, up my luggage. Dollar, I knew it, or I knew you wouldn't get here on time. I'm sorry, Mr. Hawkins. There was no fault of mine. I know, I know, I know. I've been on the phone Good to the airline since 4.30. Well, hand hand now, come hand along. Hand I have a rental car hand waiting for you. Okay. And listen. The name of our client is Crutton. That's C R U T T E N. Harvey Crutton. That sounds familiar. Three C's import company. Crutton, Carding, and Calinger. So? Harvey Crutton is the senior partner, a man of about uh, 50. Mm-hmm. He and his wife live out on Mulholland Drive, about a mile beyond Sepulveda. Uh, you know where that is? Yes, I think so. Oh, here you are. Put in your bag. All right. No. Now, then, how much insurance on this man, Crutton? 250000 double indemnity. Mm. And his wife is the beneficiary? Doris Crutton. Doris Crutton? Doris. But more important, Dollar, according to the partnership agreement with Carding and Callenger... His share of the business will pass to them. Well, this conspiracy you told me about. Yes. They're after him. Both of them. Here. Look here. In yesterday's paper. Flight 262. Mm. Man 262. threatens to kill business partner. Yes. Now, 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 this other item right next to it. Huh? Now, boarding Man threatens to breathe breathe kill business partner. They ran the same item twice. Read them, sir. Read them. In a posh Beverly Hills restaurant last evening, Wilbur Carding. Well-known importer told his partner Harvey Crutton, in front of several witnesses. Yes, yes, yes. Now read the other Warning item. For
2: San in a bistro Los on Kansas, the
1: Sunset Strip late last night, San Diego, Earl R. J. 3. Kellinger, well-known importer, told his partner Harvey Crutton, in front of several witnesses. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you see? Oh. Well, oh, now which was it? challenger in a nightclub or carding at a restaurant who threatened to kill him. Both of them, don't you see, Dollar? Both of them did. You take that kind of threat seriously? Why? Because Crutton is bad for their business. He's one of the most disliked men in the city of Los Angeles. Well, again, why? Oh, shady deals and generally bad moral character. Cruttin has more than any client I ever had. Really? Oh, I could name you a score of people who'd be glad to see him out of the way, be glad to help him on his way. How about his wife? because he won't sell out to him before the business goes completely to pot. Wilbur Carding hates him most of all. Mm. Well, except perhaps for young Callenger. What's his beef? Well, Crutton is quite the playboy. Well, you said he's married. Oh, he is, he is. Wait a minute, you mean that Crutton is... that he's been... Yes, Dollar, his own partner's, Earl Callenger's wife. Mr. Royal Harkness. Arch- and, judging the by these news stories, it's please. out in the open. Mr. It's Royal public Arkin, knowledge now. In other words, Dollar. Uh, there's a telephone booth call for you. What? Uh, booth. Mr. Harkin, telephone call. Oh, booth, booth B, B. whoever that is. Oh, 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 yes, yes, I told my office I'd be here. Oh, uh, all right, come along, come along. Uh, do you honestly believe that one of his partners would go so far as to Yes, and that each of them would do everything possible to protect, to alibi the other. I see. Uh, now, excuse me, will you? Hello? Oh, my name is Hawkins. Thank you. H- Hello? Yes? Yes? Oh, I, I, I see. Yes, well, uh, have you notified the. I see, I see. Thank you. Now, Mr. Hahn. No, wait, 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 Dollar. Uh... That was my office. Oh, yeah? They just uh, received a call from Doris, Harvey Crutton's wife. Yes? Crutton is dead. Oh. Uh-huh. And Dollar, that means that he was murdered. When you have to stay alert... Don't let drowsiness slow you down. Perk up. Perk up with no dose. The safe way to stay alert without harmful stimulants. Remember when you're driving, working, studying, and monotony makes you feel drowsy. Perk up. Perk up with no dose.
2: No dose.
1: he murdered an auto accident his wife said the police notified her only a few moments ago there was uh, some trouble identifying the body where he drove an imported sports car a minerva piccini mm, expensive it would seem from what little the police told her that he lost control going around one of those tight curves up there on moholland drive dead man's curve I see. He tore on through the guardrail and dropped some 300 feet into the canyon. Hmm. Tell me, was Crutton a pretty wild driver? No, 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 no. Definitely not, in spite of owning that Minerva Puccini. That car was purely a matter of prestige for him because of its cost and exclusivity. I doubt if there are more than three of them in the whole state of California. I can believe that. In any event, they've finally done it. They've murdered him. In spite of the fact the police claim he simply lost control. I believe otherwise. That he was killed first. And he and his car were pushed into that canyon. Or that somebody sideswiped him or forced him off the road or something like that. That somehow he was murdered. Did you find out when it happened? Sometime after midnight. He didn't know exactly. Mm. Well, I guess I'd better get going. Yes, Tala. Get him out there immediately. Right. <laughs> top of the Boulevard, I turned left on Mulholland Drive for the mile or so to the Crutton address. But I'd gone only half that distance when I came to what was obviously Dead Man's Curve. A couple of Powell cars were parked there, also an emergency truck with a powerful crane on it. After showing my credentials to a patrolman who was busy keeping traffic moving and keeping the walkers away, I half-slid and half-stumbled down the treacherous side of the Rocky Canyon to where the sports car lay in bits and pieces. Whoop! up there telling those bikes to you around the and on back to where you... Oh, this guy. Johnny! Uh, oh, Conroy. Sergeant Conroy now, Johnny. Well, congratulations. How are you, Mike? Oh, fine, Johnny. The corpse, Mike, where is it? Well, Doc Homie was here and said it was the accident caused his death, oh, so they hauled what's left of him off to the morgue. An accident? Mm-hmm. No, a uh, suicide. Please. Doc, of course, will do a post-mortem to look for alcohol or poison or whatever, but he found no sign of anything irregular here, and Doc's mighty filler. Exactly what happened, Mike. I tried to take that curve too fast. Just look at the way this thing is wrecked. And I'll tell you this, Johnny. Yeah? I checked with a man that did his service for him. And this car was in absolutely perfect condition. Well, even so, Mike. And I'll tell you something else, too. He must have had brakes when he left the house. I know where he lives. He couldn't have backed out of a steep driveway without him. But he didn't use them when he hit that curve. Nope. Or he couldn't. One more thing. Yeah, Nobody sideswiped him, but charged at him to make him swerve suddenly. You sure? Well, I was sure. Tell by the tracks or out lack of them. Have any idea how fast he was going, Mike, when he popped through that guardrail? There's Lieutenant nasty figures by where he first hit the side of this canyon on the way down. He must have been doing close to 90. Mm. Okay, Mike. Now, I'll grant you, Johnny. Some of these guys who own these hot rods drive much too fast when they get out of city traffic. But they lose control because of too much speed. It happens all the time. So? But you know what this looks like to me. You know what I think. What do you think, Mike? Suicide. That I doubt. From what I hear about the man, he wasn't the type. Well, why'd he leave his home around midnight then? Who said that time? Doc Holmby has to look at... Huh? What's the matter? Okay, Gordon, lower the sling whenever you're ready, and I'll tie it under the wreck. Okay, look? Where's it going to be taken, Mike? Back to headquarters. The lab crew will take another look. After that, right, it's up to Mrs. Crutton. Seen her yet? No, not yet. Oh, quite a dish. But a strange one. Oh, why do you say then? Well, in spite of all their money, she works like a handyman. And the way she dresses and that old jalopy she drives and, well, you'll see. Yeah, I think I will. Why not? Okay, Gordon, lower it away. <laughs> Morning sun. The outside was all freshly painted, and obviously by an expert, someone who really cared. Even the floor of the garage was painted black to hide grease marks. And the so-called jalopy parked in there? Well, it too was spotless and a real beauty. Do you like it? Uh, oh. 1938.
2: Cleaner and runs better than the day it was born. I restored it myself, renewed the upholstery, repainted it. All work. And it runs better than the day it was born.
1: Uh, but come into the kitchen, will you? Uh, sure. Um, you're Mrs. Crutton?
2: That's right, Doris Crutton. are you, another policeman?
1: I do know. My name is Dollar, Johnny Dollar.
2: The insurance investigator. That's right. Been hoping to meet you for years, Johnny. I'm a fan of yours. Well, thank you, ma'am. Call me Doris, huh? If you like. Here. Take one of these wrenches and tighten up the wall bolts while I hold the sink in place.
1: You're installing this new sink yourself?
2: Why not? I do all the fixing around here. Why? It's just like the car it's my hobby. I have to do something to keep me busy. I hate to vegetate.
1: Oh, do you?
2: I get a bang out of all this do-it-yourself jazz.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: Mrs. Crutton. Doris.
1: All right, Doris.
2: Yes, Johnny?
1: Uh, you know, for a minute I thought maybe this hard work, got, um, well, this sort of activity was just to keep your mind off of what's happened. But I guess I was wrong, wasn't I?
2: I don't think I know what you mean.
1: Well, I mean that it's rather evident you aren't terribly upset over your husband's death.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft
1: Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, are you, Doris? No, why
2: should I be? Johnny, it's the one thing I've been waiting for ever since I married that miserable man. <laughs>
1: Want to give up strong tasting cigarettes? Treat your taste kindly with Kent. Want to give up harsh tasting cigarettes?
2: Treat your taste kindly with
1: Kent. Want to give up rough tasting cigarettes? Treat your taste kindly with Kent. Smoke Kent, the the Micronike filter
2: cigarettes.
1: Yes, Kent, the cigarette that made the filter famous, lets you get away from cigarettes that sometimes taste too strong, too harsh, too rough. Because Kent, with the Micronite filter, refines away harsh flavor, refines away rough taste for the mildest taste of all. If you want to get away from strong, harsh-tasting cigarettes, change to Kent. Remember, the finer the filter, the milder the taste. Eat your taste kindly, we can't smoke it, the to Doris, if you felt that way about your husband Harvey, why'd you stay married to him?
2: Because I wanted to be sure of getting not only his money, but his insurance. A quarter million. Mm. Half a million now because of his accidental death. Anything wrong with that?
1: Well, I don't know, Doris.
2: Johnny, once I found out what rotter he was, treating me like dirt under his feet and out with other women all the time, I felt entitled to anything I could get. I still feel that way.
1: Tell me, Doris, where were you when he left the house last night?
2: Well, you can check, Johnny. I was at a poker game with some girls I know. I got back about one thirty saw that his car was missing, the way it often was. So I went to bed. Then this morning, the police came and told me what happened. After they got through, I called the insurance office.
1: Where was Harvey going, do you know?
2: Whoever knew. Some cozy rendezvous, I guess. Johnny. Mm Mm-hmm? Did you ever meet Earl Callinger's wife, Mara?
1: No. Why?
2: Just wondered. But why have you come here? Do you think maybe Harvey's death wasn't an accident? Well, what do you think,
1: Doris? Well,
2: I've no reason to think it wasn't. Because all I know is what the police told me, and yet...
1: Yes? Yeah. Well?
2: Johnny, if either Wilbur Carding or Myra's husband, Earl Callinger, did get to him somehow, did manage to cause that accident, all I have to say is thanks. Thanks? Well... Sorry,
1: if you like. In the end, I learned nothing of any importance except that Doris knew more than I did. So I left. Item five, a dime for a phone call to headquarters to Sergeant Mike Conroy. Well, Johnny, Doc didn't find a thing. No drugs or alcohol or anything in his general condition that would have made him lose control of that car. Uh uh-huh. Now, of course, if a night bird or something crashed into the windshield... And he didn't apply the brakes... Mike, I'd like a look at that car. Well, sure. Good, I'll be right over. Before doing so, I dropped in at the Three C's Import Company. Earl Callinger looked anything but sad That's over right. his erstwhile partner's Dollar. death. Sure, I'm glad he's gone. Sure, I'm glad. Not only because of the business, but now it'll give Myra, that's my wife, give her a chance to come back to her senses again, behave like a decent wife and mother again. And you'll give her, Callinger? Ah, she's only a kid, Dollar, a naive kid. And if Harve had a chance to charm her with his phony manners and all his money, well, maybe it was partly my fault because I was so tied up with his business. Just the same, you had a mighty powerful motive for wanting to kill him, didn't you? Oh, now, don't be ridiculous. Hey, wait a minute, Dollar. You mean that crash wasn't an accident? Where were you late last night? On a train. On the way back from San Francisco, a business trip. I got in here at 8 o'clock this morning. Can you back that up? Well, sure I can. Ask Wilbur Carding. He was with me. I was afraid of that. And three of our salesmen, too. Ask them. Ask the cops. They checked us out. Now, listen, Dollar. All right. If all right. Just keep your shirt down. <laughs> As I fully expected, Wilbur Carding gave me exactly the same story. So did the salesmen that they'd had with them. The police had checked their alibis thoroughly. They both insisted that I call headquarters to confirm the fact. So, kind of left me sitting there with egg on my face. All right now, Mr. Dollar, be honest with us. Do you really have any reason to think it might have been murder? Well, uh, Mr. Carding, I guess I thought I had. What reason? Motives. Your motives. Yours and your partner's. The only motives that seem to make any... Now, wait a minute. Hold everything. Yes? What is it, Dollar? Three C's. That's the name of our company? Yes. Three C's import company. Yes, I know. But there's another one. A fourth, C. Excuse me. What? I'll see you later. Punch? Not by a long shot. Because of something Betty Lewis had said to me before I left Hartford about Doris planning a trip to Europe this fall. Doris alone. I drove to headquarters in back of the place a crew was going over what was left of the Minerva Pacini. And here, Johnny, look at the neat lineup of the tools for one of these babies. Here under the rear deck. That's exactly what I came to look at. Especially molded velvet-lined compartment for every one of them. Even the lug wrench. And all of them in the metric system instead of American Standard. Wait a minute, Mike. Yeah? Uh, where's the little tool that was supposed to fit in this compartment? Well, it could be most anywhere in this mess. A brake system on a Minerva Puccini and the bleeder valve for letting air out of the brake lines. Johnny, you think maybe somebody could have opened that bleeder valve just a hair? It's a possibility, isn't it? Oh, but you can't tell by looking at this wreck. It's too far gone. I know, Mike. But a special wrench is where I think it is. Mike, I'll see you. This garage will yield. Mm. All very neatly arranged.
2: Oh, no look. I suppose I might have known you'd be back, Johnny.
1: Yes, Doris, I'm back. You want to tell me where it is? In this drawer, baby.
2: If you mean the tools I use to fix up my old jalopy, yes.
1: Including this very special little wrench? Metric system? Well, done.
2: I guess you know them, don't you?
1: For the Minerva Puccini, isn't it? To fit a bleeder valve on the brake line. You loosened it, didn't you? Just a little. And by the time he got the dead man's curve, he'd lost just enough fluid in the lines to make his brakes completely useless. Why, Doris? Why you?
2: Somebody had to do it, Johnny. I'd waited so long and nobody else would. So I had to kill him. I shouldn't have, I guess. No, Doris. You
1: shouldn't have. <laughs> So, once again, it's up to the courts. I suppose if she hadn't done it, somebody else would, like her, in the mistaken belief he could have gotten away with it. Expense account total, including mileage on the rental job and the trip home, four hundred one twenty-three. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Can you get premium gasoline performance at regular gasoline price? Find out what so many other car owners have found. In three out of five cars... Regular-priced Sinclair Dino gasoline matches performance of premium gasoline. Saves you up to four cents a gallon. Almost anywhere you see the Sinclair sign, you can save up to four cents a gallon with Dino and still get premium performance and mileage. Drive with care and buy Sinclair Dino gasoline. truly, Johnny Dollar is written by Jack Johnstone, produced and directed by Fred Hendrickson. Johnny Dollar is played by Mandel Kramer. Also featured in our cast were Grace Matthews, Mercer McLeod, Frank Milano, Walter Kinsella, Vivian Smolin, Robert Dryden, Joseph Boland, Barbara Whipple, and Larry Robinson. Music supervision by Ethel Huber. Sound patterns by Walter Otto. Technical supervision by Fred Turner. Be sure to join us next week, same time, same station, for another exciting story of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Art Hannah speaking. This is the CBS Radio Network.